0: Drive and Double Feature presents Howling Two and Seven Two, Episode Thirty Four. This is a minute-by-minute minute podcast hosted by me, Dan, covering Howling Two and Howling New Moon Rising, which is Howling Seven. We are at the thirty-three minute one second mark for each of the films, and uh, where so we always, uh, as always, we start with Howling Two. And Howling Two was the that old lady was leaned over the young gal, and like green effects were spraying from her eyes into the eyes or was it the mouth or the whatever green effects were being exchanged and it was cutting in between that uh, and shots of like a werewolf and shots of like a melting something or other which is kind of mr billish uh, when the previous minute ended so let us dive on and see if this montage continues and what it's all in aid of <laughs> All right, after another shot of the earth two of the uh, melting thing and another shot of the wolf uh we get the steer by steer by by chant, and the old lady is now Sybil Danning yay and the um the young woman is now a sort of a desiccated corpse so she has uh removed all the life energy this is new werewolf mythology, or I should say it's nineteen eighty five so it's old werewolf mythology, but uh this is uh this is a different type of werewolf from say larry talbot and the gang and the whole time that <clears throat> this may have actually worked better on vhs when the the edges of the were crop but the whole time that um uh sybil danny is kind of um coming back to life she takes off her robe and, and she's wearing a dress that shows off thighs and cleavage which is all a good time and she gives a look towards our our other leading lady and uh, sort of a look towards the one guy who um uh picked the leading lady up the the other leading lady up i don't know their names the the one guy who who brought over the um the blood that he poured on the 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 sacrificial victim there he's going and, and the other one's going and people behind them are howling and howling and so it's quite amusing looking but it's great in that like at, especially at the end of the minute, as Sybil has turned her back to us and is walking away, you see like at least four people in the background howling away. They look like—I mean, it could be Guar, as far as I know. And the far background, you see like there's a there's a picture on the wall that's out of focus of like someone on a rack and you see spread legs and spread arms again looks like it could be a heavy metal album maybe early metal blade or something like that but the the best thing about it is at the end of the minute on either side of the frame there are two older ladies like wrapped in black robes with like lone ranger masks on who are just kind of standing there maybe they were hoping they would be Sturba, and that would have happened to them it's clearly not going to happen to them but they're um maybe maybe the thing like can i have one of these young ladies and maybe get some of that life force action i just like the thought too that maybe over on the commentary the director is saying something like oh the woman on the left that's my aunt rose and on the right that's my nan you know or oh that's my mother and her sister you know and i, I would love that it's like they did they just they they're in all my movies you know it's like the zuckers uh putting their mom you know in all of their movies you know it's like oh that's my mom on the left and that's my aunt on the right you know they had a good time on that day they Sybil was very nice to them you know I know they don't know look like they know what they're doing and they're not howling or anything but um you can't have it all I guess so uh but yeah that's that's mainly what this minute is Sturba is now Sybil Danning and has been revitalized is now younger and uh, hotter um and if if uh yeah and christopher lee uh, as he's approaching i i'm hoping he gets some kind of life force vitalization soon because i guess she cheated here but but stirpe is i mean technically Stirpa was there i wonder how it works like they, they they let her i mean i don't know how old sybil danny is here mid 30s or so uh maybe a little younger I, i'm honestly not sure uh 30 let's say 30 35 um I honestly don't know. And if Sybil, if you're listening, uh, don't get mad. Um, but you look fantastic. Um, but I like the fact that maybe they just let her get really old and then they do the ceremony and they let her go back to this age. Maybe sometimes she's a little younger. Sometimes she's a little older. Maybe depending upon the age and the, the virginal status of the sacrificial victim. I don't know. But uh, I kind of I, I just say my favorite person, apart from the two old ladies, in the final image of the minute, uh, the four people, there's one guy. There's one guy on the, on the right right next to let's call her aunt rose or nan or whatever who has like a bag on his head which is amusing he's kind of doing a town of the dread sundown thing but there's a guy in the way back who looks um who has kind of a um I don't know what he's going for there. He actually looks like one of the um, January 6th Capitol rioters. So uh, I, I'd like her to be careful. I'm simple to take care of herself. But he has that kind of goofy look to him. Like, I'm a look, at. I'm a cool white guy. And only him and his friends think he looks cool like that. Everyone else in the world thinks he looks like a big fat dope. Um, but yeah, this, that's all that really happens in this minute. Sturba is here, and she gives a she gives a, um, a sort of a side sly look towards the lady and to that guy. So presumably something will happen there. Um, and a couple of old ladies stand in the background looking confused, either because they don't know where they are or they're a little pissed that they didn't get some of this good zap in themselves. So that that's that's what's happening here. And so Sturba is is back to life and kicking and moving, and she's here and. You know, we're only over a third of the way into the movie. I, I guess maybe this could going to happen sooner. Who knows? But anyways, what's next? Uh, oh, Holly New Moon Rising. Where were we on Holly New Moon Rising? Jeez. Um, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, what's her name? Sybil? Does that sound right? The, uh, the older lady who didn't seem like she knew what movie she was in has left the room, and the priest and the policeman are still talking. Good because very soon it will be three years to the day since that Hungarian castle burned to the ground. Three years is the time it takes a werewolf to grow to full strength to reach maturity if you please. Inspector, I've already checked the calendar. This date will coincide with our upcoming full moon. I take it back, a full moon? I know this is gonna get worse. But the conjunction of these forces will be devastating. Once a werewolf has developed fully, Holds its first full moon, it becomes engorged with an awesome new power. I don't want to hear about it. What? Now, Inspector, your werewolf will be able to change others into its own kind. And how do you know all this? I've always hmm. known the theories of werewolves. Do you realize that if I told my superiors this story, they'd probably have me committed? So in, in Howling 2, we're seeing, like, new werewolf mythology, and in this one, we're just hearing about it. Um, the, the, basically, the whole minute is just cutting back and forth between the um, the priest and, and the policeman as each of them speaks, and it's not... Um, particularly interesting minute, but, but the stuff about the werewolf and the, the three years to go to maturity, and when it sees its first full moon, it, it gets increased power and then can begin to change. So I guess in its first three years, if it kills you, it just kills you. But then after that, it can choose to uh, make you into one of its own. And the poor uh, cop listening to this, like he said, um, how do you know all this? Uh, I've always known about werewolf mythology. Yeah, but but how, how have you know about this? I've, I've, you know, I've, I've known about werewolves too, but all this stuff sounds a little like blarney to me and maybe i don't know i i don't know um like i said i still haven't gotten through any of the three howling novels from gary bradner so i don't know if what we're hearing here is offshoot of um the sort of mythology he created i mean what we're seeing in howling 2 that's co-written by gary bradner so that that is coming from the the novels and the world he created this i don't know if this is just um I mean, like like I said, the more we get into this mythology of the werewolf and everything, the more sort of muddled and weird it becomes. And, I mean, this is what, yeah, this is a 90-minute movie. We're 34 minutes in. The werewolf didn't quite appear, but killed someone, what, like 10, 15 minutes ago or something like that, but hasn't done anything else. All we've gotten since then is line dancing, you know, some romantic intrigue, at, at Harriet and Pappy's and um, a lot of flashbacks to other Howling movies. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but there is going to have to be a moment when the movie actually like pushes ahead and becomes its own sort of movie. Hopefully that will be soon, because I, I have really nothing to say about this. Um, uh, yeah, the, the concept of the three years till it becomes properly a werewolf, I guess. I mean, does the werewolf know that? Or is that something where because I mean, presumably if it's if it's bit by another werewolf it doesn't know that that's going on and and does it think does it think during those three years when it's killing people that it's making them into werewolves or does it like after three years when it sees the full moon is it not only like power but like knowledge too that it acquires I don't know it doesn't doesn't make full sense to me because it's a, it's a wolf. Uh, it's, it's a person who's become a wolf running around. So it doesn't. I wouldn't think there'd be like a textbook you could pick up or, or a book of instructions on how to be a werewolf because this all sounds far more. I mean, we remember when a werewolf was, you know, you, you got bit by a werewolf and then the next full moon when you became a werewolf went out and killed people. Anyone you scratched or attacked and drew blood on who, who was still alive became a werewolf the ones you kill they stay dead so um this this is uh this feels like it's gary bradner stuff but i honestly don't know if it if it is i will try again to read some of the howling books through like i said i have a i have a volume here with all three of them in it i read the first 10 pages so i was like "Eh, this isn't really i'm not really up for this right now so so we'll see so anyway there's really really not a lot to talk about here at least there was stuff to look at in the howling minute is this it just cuts between the two guys it's sort of um visually uninteresting what they're saying is important but it's a little tough to take in because it's so visually and interesting i was uh, and then i'll wrap it up i was watching um uh i was watching a uh 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 the blowout Blu-ray from Criterion. I watched Murder on a the the first Brian De Palma feature, I think, which was a lot of fun. And then I was watching him in an interview, like it's an hour long interview with Noah Baumbach of Squid and the Whale and, and others, others. And, um, um, he, uh, uh, Brian De Palma was talking about like, um, going to close-ups and just cutting from like this person talks you see their face this person talks about how boring it is you know they're specifically talking about the scene in the in the hospital room where John Travolta's talking to Nancy Allen's character and it's it's a long sh- it's a two shot of the two of them until she puts her hand over her face and says oh I must look terrible you know I'm not wearing any makeup and at that moment he cuts to a close-up of her and he says he did that because he felt that was a moment that needed a close-up but if it doesn't need a close-up don't cut back and forth that's just it's dull it's dull filmmaking and that's what this is to me this is this is dull filmmaking cutting back and forth between the two of them sort of dares you to i mean it's it's bore it's done in a boring fashion but they're presenting information that's meant to be important so they're presenting information that's meant to be important in a boring fashion you think are they doing that on purpose are we meant to sort of forget the information or are we meant to remember the information but they're doing a bad job of preventing uh, um, purveying of getting it across to us so um we'll find out as we go along so let, let me just end uh this episode here and thank you everyone for listening and next time we come back yeah more more chat about werewolves and uh um Stirba walking by, you know, uh, and Rose and Nana. So, um I'll talk to you all soon. Listen to this.